interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Man-made MonsterCast, I am Rob138, and this week we're going to do something a bit different. This week we're going to tackle a new release. But before I get into that, I wanted to take a moment to remind everyone that the Man-made MonsterCast is a Patreon-supported podcast. You can support on patreon.com slash r0b138. There are multiple tiers with varying degrees of unlocks, with the top tier including an exclusive monthly episode of Pod138. This week's episode of the MonsterCast is brought to you by way of patron Sean B., who just recently had a birthday. Happy birthday, Sean. I appreciate all the support. It goes without saying that there will be spoilers ahead, so without any further ado, let's get into Rob Zombie's The Monsters. of a thousand corpses. Halloween and the Devil's Rejects brings you the greatest love story ever told. Oh, I, I don't like the sound of that. Think of it. The brain of a super genius transplanted into the body of a perfect physical specimen. <laughs> I want a man that makes my blood run cold. A man that every time he enters my crypt it's like a stake through my dead black heart. I can whip you up a humpy down in the lamp. Oh no, remember what happened last time? He was battered. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm looking for a vision, a queen, true love. And what exactly do you want? Is Herman Munster in there? <laughs> uh-huh. I knew the moment I laid eyes on you that you were special. I understand if you don't feel the same. I'm just a regular gal living a boring, normal life. If there's one thing I know, is that the rest of the world melted away as soon as you appeared in my life. It seems Miss Lily is truly in love. Oh, come on, you know and I know that we gotta get rid of that bozo Herman Munster. <laughs> <laughs> Transylvania! That's a strange way of saying hello. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to get used to it. Oh, 
So this is going to be a bit different. I don't typically do new releases, but we're going to try it. I'm going to do my best to touch on a variety of Monsters topics as well. The Monsters is a 2022 horror comedy that released on September 25th that tells the story of how Herman Munster met Lily and how the Munster clan eventually moved from their castle in Transylvania to the infamous house at 1313 Mockingbird Lane. The film is based on the 1964 CBS sitcom of the same name. The series was a satire that ran for three years and has lived on in syndication ever since. It is also the cornerstone of my childhood. My early years were spent sitting on the living room floor with my father watching classic monster movies, The Addams Family, and in search of with Leonard Nimoy. But mostly the evenings were filled with the monsters. So to that I say, 1. I have a soft spot in my heart for this franchise, and B. My having a combination of nervousness and excitement for this version uh, was a gross understatement. The film begins with Dr. Henry Wolfgang, played by the impeccable Richard Brake and his assistant Floop in a crypt. Uh, they are looking to procure the hands of a noted pianist, who also happens to be a zombie, for Dr. Wolfgang's latest creation. We then cut to the Count, Daniel Roebuck, rising from his coffin and pulling out his back. Awesome introduction to the Count here. Uh, Roebuck is a noted monsters and horror fan, and he really, really excels in this role. We get some dialogue between he and Igor, played by Sylvester McCoy, about Lily's date. On the television, we learn from Donna Doomsley, uh, played by Sherry Moon Zombie, that Shecky Von Rathbone has died, as well as his moronic TV comedian brother, Shelley. Floop is tasked with retrieving the brain of the second smartest man that ever lived, Shecky, for Wolfgang's creation, and naturally gets Shelley's brain instead. In all of this, we wind up meeting the gypsy Zoya Krupp, who is plotting revenge against her ex-husband, the Count, by attempting to gain ownership of his castle. Here we meet Lester, played by zombie alumni uh, Thomas Boykin, and we learn that he has a tumultuous relationship with his estranged family. And this is beat number one from the super, super uninformed and super, super ultra-virtuous This Isn't My Monsters crowd on the internet. But to those of you that have said that this is Rob Zombie creating characters to give his actors work, and yes, I have read that, I direct you to The Monsters, Season 1, Episode 15, entitled Herman's Rival. This brings us to Sherry Moon Zombie's Lily, and let's get this out of the way real quick. Sherry Moon is great as Lily in this film. I know that art is subjective to the viewer, but there's this narrative online that Rob Zombie always casts his wife in movies. And people actively make the decision to hate, yes, actually vehemently hate a film of Rob Zombie's strictly based on the fact that she was cast in it. They never see a single fucking second of the film, not even a trailer, nothing. They see that she's cast, they hate it. Just this movie sucks, Rob Zombie casting his wife again. To that I say this. <clears throat> Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Dark Shadows. Big Fish, 2001's Planet of the Apes, The Corpse Bride, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Alice in Wonderland, Alice Through the Looking Glass. I hope you all had and still have the same energy for Tim Burton every single fucking time, and there were eight, that he cast his then-girlfriend Helena Bonham Carter in one of his films. And let me be clear, this is in no way a slight to Burton or Miss Carter, or even to any of the aforementioned films. Maybe Planet of the Apes. No, 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 no. 
This is the call of the narrow-minded groupthink that plagues the internet horror community sometimes. Ever since Rob Zombie's Halloween, it has been the cool thing to hate his films and hate his wife, and I'm fucking tired of it. Listen, his movies don't have to be for you. They don't. But don't sit there and tell me that his films are shit based on his casting decision. Sherry Moon was great in House of a Thousand Corpses. She was great in Devil's Rejects. She was fantastic, and I don't give a shit what you say. She was fantastic in Halloween. And she was incredible in The Lords of Salem. And she's perfectly fine in this role. Just last night I was reading a Facebook page, and this is someone's review of the monsters. Quote, My eight-year-old autistic and mostly non-verbal child was watching the monsters with me. They looked at me and said, not good, and got up and walked away, end quote. I'm going to follow that under N for never fucking happened. Listen, unless you have a real opinion, and this doesn't just go for the Rob Zombie films, unless you have a real goddamn opinion and are open to discussion, sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, because the fucking adults are talking. So Lily's on a date with Orlock, who's played by Richard Brake. All things go a bit sideways, and Lily splits. Brake as Orlock is super entertaining here, and I really enjoy that a few of the actors had dual roles with Jeff Daniel Phillips not only playing Herman, but also playing uh, Deep Cut Monsters character Zombo, the TV horror host, and Moon playing the aforementioned Donna Doomsley, the newscaster, also Roblox playing Ezra Mosher, as well as The Count. So we get a montage of depressed Lily interspliced with the creation of Herman. The set for Dr. Wolfgang's lab reminds me of Monster Vision on TNT for some reason, but I also wanted to mention the hyper-stylized and oversaturated sets here. I love them. They're very Schumacher, Batman Forever-esque. Um, on the topic of the oversaturated color palette, I've seen a lot of people very upset that this film wasn't shot in black and white. Yeah, so was Rob Zombie. He also wanted to shoot this film in black and white, but the studio mandated that it be in color. Also, the original Monsters Go Home and The Monsters Revenge were also both in color and were perfectly fine. Consequently, so were all other attempted relaunches, inferior ones at that, of this property. Moving on. I feel like this is going to be a long one, uh, so I'm going to try to just press through here. Cut to Lily and the Count watching Wolfgang introduce his creation live on Good Morning Transylvania. And Herman is a blithering idiot. He begins telling terrible jokes, and it's love at first fright for Lily, all while the Count is commenting to Igor what an idiot Herman is. Herman basically becomes a celebrity. Floop is his manager, and Wolfgang is ruined. Lily goes to see Herman and his punk rock band, The Punk Rods. At this point, I'm not sure what universe this movie is in, and I think I'm coming to realize that this isn't necessarily a prequel, as it was marketed. And it's just the first step in a whole new monster's journey, which I'm totally here for. So Lily attempts to meet Herman after the show and runs into her brother Lester. She bribes him, and he tells her where to meet him. There's some really great, super cheesy effects from the two first meet. At this point, I have to note that while Phillips does the absolute best that he can with what he's given, his Herman is probably the weakest of our three main characters. Um, Herman and Lily agree to have dinner the following night. So Herman struggles with what to wear. He buys some blood for the Count, and then some lilies for Lily, which gets a really great line from the Count about, oh, he bought lilies because her name is Lily. Then we're off to date night. 
in all the goings-ons, the set design, the colors, the costumes, and etc., I really appreciate the little things that Zombie took care to nod towards. Because the outfit that Herman settles on for date night is the fur chess piece, which is a nod to Universal Son of Frankenstein in Season 2, Episode 26, where Herman meets his cousin, who is wearing the same thing. Then it goes about as well as you would expect, with the Count showing general disdain and annoyance for Herman and Lily being head over heels. The Count plots with Igor to create a new maid for Lily, hilariously creating a sentient western chimp, but it's to no avail. We get a montage of Lily and Herman dating, and we get another fantastic nod when the two meet Uncle Gil. Herman proposes, and Lily says yes, the Count is displeased. Cut to the wedding, where Herman meets Lester for the first time, despite Lester's claims to Lily earlier. Lester convinces Herman that he's the new head of the house, and manipulates him into signing over the deed to the castle to Zoya by promising a lucrative new business partnership. After the wedding, Lily and Herman head to Paris for their honeymoon. They enter the subterranean sewers to look for a monster, and I gotta say, with this being Paris, I thought that we were going to get a cameo from Lily's cousin, the Phantom, but instead we get something even better. This is where the two find Spot, and I didn't even see that coming. Awesome. Meanwhile, back in Transylvania, Zoya serves the Count with an eviction notice. The Count heads to Paris and confronts Herman, and Lily is disappointed that Herman fell from one of Lester's schemes. Back at the castle, the three are trying to cope with their soon-to-be homelessness, and Herman decides, after watching horror host Zombo, um, that they can get a fresh start by moving to Hollywood. Herman thinks that if Zombo can be a star, then so can he. Now, one thing that didn't really sit well with me in this scene is that at some point there's a bit of a jarring uh, character change. The Count has had complete and utter disdain for Herman in the entirety of this film, and now it seems like it's a fleeting annoyance at best from time to time, and deep down he likes him. I feel like it's a really jarring kind of shift to the relationship that Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis had in their iterations of these characters. Anyway, it was a bit odd to me. Uh, after the three decide that this is the plan, we're off to Mockingbird Heights. Well, not before turning Igor into the bat that we all know and love. The three meet up with the realtor, Barbara Carr, played by the mistress of the dark herself, Cassandra Peterson. Carr warns them via phone to not be startled by her appearance because she's attending a Halloween party after showing them the property. After taking a brief tour, Herman tells her they'll take it, and he won't budge. They want to move into 1313 Mockingbird Lane immediately, except that wasn't the house that Carr was trying to show them, so she gleefully agrees. Afterwards, the Munsters join the neighborhood for a Halloween block party. This is where we get the fish-out-of-water theme that the Munsters are known for. The Munster clan is none the wiser to any of the traditional Halloween customs and are overjoyed because they think that this is the norm. Conversely, the neighborhood thinks that the Munsters are in costume, with Herman even winning a $1,500 prize for best costume. Uh, Herman also meets Gateman, Goodberry, and Graves and secures his job at the funeral parlor. The next morning, while leaving for work, Herman is shocked to see Mockingbird Heights in its natural, leave-it-to-beaver-like state. Lily and the Count don't believe him, but then are equally shocked. Just then, Lester shows up to the chagrin of the rest of the family, but he arrives with glad tidings. It seems that his money-making scheme was just him gambling in Vegas, but he won big and brought Herman his share. The Munsters revel in the fact that they are now rich. We then get a recreation of the Munsters' original opening credits, and we end the film. 
So the monsters. The good. The set design, costumes, lighting, and music were all stellar. Everything felt the way that it should feel, and I honestly feel like the oversaturated colors are going to do a bigger service to the film in the long haul when someone eventually posts a monochrome black and white version of this on YouTube. You'll get great contrast, which you can't do with normal lighting when converting the monochrome. You need to have the harsh lighting and the popping colors. Um, this was a technique famously used when filming the old Adams Family TV show. The cast was inspired, uh, with standouts being Roebuck as the Count and Sherry Moon Zombie's Lily. Jeff Daniel Phillips was perfectly fine as Herman, and with a tighter script, I feel like he'd probably excel in the role. Um, all the nods to the original series, I actually forgot to mention that Boris the Robot was in this as the doorman in Transylvania and also married Herman and Lily. He was even voiced by Eddie Munster himself, Butch Patrick. The Bad the film at times feels overly long, which isn't super great considering it's only 110 minutes. Uh, I feel like it suffers from some poor pacing at times and some jarring tonal shifts, uh, like I would mentioned earlier with the Count's relationship with Herman. Uh, the jokes. The jokes were 50-50 for me. I know they're intended to be bad, but they're supposed to be cheesy bad, not bad bad. Uh, comedy, I feel, is not one of Rob Zombie's strong suits, and considering that he knows a lot of stand-up comedians, I feel like he would do well to maybe have one of them do a second pass on jokes in a script like this. Possible collaboration with them. Um, yeah, so. I've read, uh, I've read, oh, this could have been as good as the Addams Family movies, and one, don't compare the two. Both shows are totally different from the other, and if you think otherwise, your knowledge on either topic is limited to what some asshole blogger on the internet said, or you don't understand or have never watched either property before. B. No, the Adams Family films, adjusted for inflation, had six times the budget of this film and major studio backing. Look. They've been trying to shock new life into the corpse of the monsters for a long, long time. And I, for one, am glad that someone like Rob Zombie, who has such reverence and a deep, deep personal love for the original source material, was the one who got to do it. Lest we forget prior iterations with The Monsters Today, The Monsters, Scary Little Christmas, and ugh, Brian Singer's Mockingbird Lane. We also dodged a bullet with a potential Wayne's Brothers Monsters film back in 2008. I shudder to think what that might have looked like. And even as recently as four years ago, Universal had a script for a Monsters reboot that saw them butting heads with hipsters in 2020. No fucking thank you. So I consider myself very fortunate that out of all the possibilities, this is the version of the Monsters I got. Listen, no one is ever going to replace the iconic cast. It's impossible. Fred Gwynn and Al Lewis was a comedic pairing that is natural. It's not something you can teach. You cannot force it to happen. It's Laurel and Hardy. It's Abbott and Costello. It's not something you learn. It's chemistry. Yvonne DiCarlo is iconic as Lily Munster and, again, irreplaceable. But Cherry Moon wasn't trying to replace her. She was trying to honor her, and I believe that she did. The same way that I believe that Rob Zombie was doing his utmost best to honor not only this incredible show from his childhood, but also all the great people that worked on it. Is this my favorite interpretation of the Munsters? No. How could it be? But it's definitely tied for a second with Here Comes the Monsters in trying to honor what came before it while doing something creative and new. Did I need to know how Herman and Lily met? Absolutely not. But after watching this, I'm glad that I do. 
7 out of 10 for me. Check it out. If you've got little monsters running around at home, sit them down and introduce them to a new world of gods and monsters. It's fun. It's campy. And man, it feels fucking good being a kid again. Alright. Before I wrap up, I want to give a shout out to Maximus1357 who said, Great new format. Keep going. Thanks, Maximus. I do believe that I will. Um, sometime this week I'll be posting a poll uh, for the Patreon subscribers as to what the next episode of the MonsterCast might look like. While on the topic of the Patreon, I just released a new episode of Pod 138 that tackles John Carpenter's They Live. Go check it out if you so choose. In closing, I'd ask that you hit up all the socials at R0B underscore 138 on Twitter, at R0B 138 on Instagram, R0B 138 on YouTube, at MM Monstercast on Twitter, at Manmade Monstercast on Instagram, Manmade Monstercast on Facebook and YouTube. And also, I'll have a Discord coming soon. This was a fun movie, man. Don't believe what the internet's telling you. Form your own opinion. With that, I've been Rob138, and I will catch you on the flip when side. you're passing by the monsters, you will give us such a thrill if you'll just walk up and knock upon our door. It's a lovely place to visit if you've got some time to kill, and it's not like any house you've seen before. Out in the back, the wolves are howling. Shrieking bats fly overhead And when we give a party We really give a party It's guaranteed enough to wake the dead Don't wait to be invited Step right up and give a knock Oh, so lightly and politely on our door We'll be happy and delighted if we hear your gentle knock Oh, so lightly and politely on our door Oh, so lightly and politely on our door Come in